It's episode 15, baby. Episode 15, here we the go. The dirty... No, wait, this one doesn't have one. It's just 15. Nothing special. Um, I was thinking about you, though, because I was listening to uh, one of our rival podcasts, The Office Ladies, the other day, and they were talking about how uh, in movies they use special grocery bags. Did you know about this? What, like... Wait, what? And so when you're watching a movie and they've got food in a grocery bag, that prop bag is somehow special? Yeah, it's not paper. It's like a felt sort of material. Why like, wouldn't they just use it? Oh, paper bag too noisy. Too noisy, yeah. Likes. So I was cuz we had we did some uh we did some things with the sound this week and we were trying to do things out. So I was like, "Oh man, Ryan would appreciate this fun fact about movies that paper bags that are real." That actually makes a ton of sense. Another weird movie thing is cinematographers always like their streets wet for some reason. So I knew like that. a lot of time yeah. you'll watch a movie and like it looks, it's not raining. It has nothing to do with the scene, but for some reason, the street is like fucking soaking wet. Just looks cooler, I guess. It's, I think it's a better thing for lighting. That's why they like shooting at night and the, the wetness helps with the lighting. <laughs> and you know, and they're doing everything they can to make it look good. Do you know why? Because they're professionals. And speaking of professionals, it's the Tuck and Rolls podcast. Boom. How about that fucking segue? I will say this. My segues last week were dog shit so you are the official segue <laughs> king um i did one i think it was like okay and that's what we're talking about with that and i was like <laughs> yeah yeah it was great. awful it's awful so uh yep you're the segue king that was a fantastic segue this is the tuck and rolls podcast as you mentioned before episode 15 is that a quinceanera <laughs> That might be 16. I think that's 16. And we can make I mean, this our quinceanera. I would still appreciate it if our listeners threw us a, a pod quinceanera. That would be great. Yeah, it would be great. Well, like we said, we're we're close to 1,000 listens total. So maybe when we have when we hit that, that'll be our quinceanera and we'll celebrate. It'll probably be next Ooh, episode. You know what? I did think of something that would be fun for that. Uh, maybe not 1,000, maybe more. But like, uh, what would you think? You ever watch Hot Ones, Tuck? Uh, no. It is a celebrity interview show where they in, eat increasingly hotter and hotter chicken wings. Oh. And I thought maybe it would be fun if we did like Instagram live for our thousand listens where our followers could ask us questions and we had to answer the questions hot one style <laughs> with increasingly hotter chicken wings. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. We could do it. I think at, I was just hungry me. and was like, it'd be great if we <laughs> ate chicken wings. I just want to eat chicken wings on camera. Um, yeah. yeah. So Tucker Rolls Podcast this is a, a movie podcast, movie slash pop culture podcast as we kind of decided last week by a guy who likes movies that's me and a movie guy that's you that's right i'm a movie guy tuck did you watch anything last week speaking I've, of movies oh i did yeah i i found the term for that which i should have probably known you're a cinephile right real cinephile but yeah, I'll, I'll mean, just keep calling you a movie guy if that's okay <laughs> yeah it sounds less um <laughs> i don't know yeah Anything you have yeah. file at the end of things, it's always Yeah, like, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's the Cinema's file. cool, but I don't want to be a file. It sounds like I'm a creeper. Yeah. Like I'm some sort of film-based predator. <laughs> not the cool predator, not the space predator, like a bad predator, <laughs> like a, a a gross dude. Not the one with the invisibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's on, yeah, he has cameras. Um, Yes, I did. I watched a couple of things. I watched uh, Equalizer 2. I've seen that. I... I regret that you watched it. No, honestly, I love, like, we've talked about this before. I do love The Equalizer 1. I watched that again, too, because I was like, I'm going to watch this first. <laughs> really, I'll download my day with Denzel. But, yeah, he um, Equalizer 1 is just so good. And I talked, actually, my dad and I both watched Equalizer 2. I have a few problems with it. I didn't think they needed to get so personal. Like, they, they messed that up. And then um, 
I think uh, it wasn't as good. If it was the first equalizer, I wouldn't love the equalizer. I'll put it that way. And he got too techie. Like in the first one, he kills a guy with a shot glass. And in this one, he's all of a sudden like able to search random files and audio files in order to investigate. It's like, okay, well, like I know he's got a specific set of skills, but like, <laughs> like stick to the ones that are in the first movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean because I did not like The Equalizer too. So I, yeah. I, these negative aspects of the movie are really resonating with me. There wasn't a ton of positives. Like, I don't know how they got to... Anyway, so yeah, Equalizer 2, not good. And then I watched uh, White Boy Rick. Ooh, yeah. I've been, uh, I saw that pop up and I've been meaning to watch it. So... You okay, love seen... McConaughey, right? Yeah, you've seen the trailer, hey? I don't know if I've seen the trailer, but I know what it's about because it's based on a true story. The, I think the youngest FBI informant of all time. Yeah, like that sounds like a fun movie. It's not a fun movie. I'll give you a. Yeah, no, up. it doesn't strike me as fun. It strikes me as like uh, depressing and dramatic. Oh, it's quite depressing and dramatic because like the trailer from what I, I saw the trailer a while ago, but um, the trailer makes it seem like yeah, this is a fun thing. Like he becomes a drug dealer, and it's one of those like fun drug dealer movies. Like um, what? Like Blow. Like Blow's a fun drug dealer movie, or um, Goodfellas, or whatever. Like there's a there's fun drug dealer. It seems like I an think awesome you're time. missing the point of these movies, if I'm being honest. No, like I know that at the end it's not fun for anybody and drugs are bad and just say no and yada yada. But like, but yeah, it seems some like... drugs are fun, but those are the <laughs> legal ones. It seems like there's that fun part of it. And then this movie, it was very sad. It was, it was, uh, it was good. I, I would, uh, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Like I'll give it a medium Jeez. rating. It was a your medium reviews, spicy wing. Your reviews are as good as your segues. I mean, it was something. I I did definitely watch it, and it was a movie. I wasn't a sad. Review I, by Andrew I wasn't Tuck. sad. I watched it. I wasn't sad. I watched it. I'll put it there. There you go. That's good. Yeah. I hey, think, so I watched. Yeah. Now, what'd you watch? I did watch a new movie to me. It might not be new for our listeners because, like, seven episodes ago, you recommended it as a crispy jam, and it just took me that long oh, to get yeah. to it. Uh, I watched Hard Candy with Ellen Page and. I fucking cannot believe, Tuck, that you recommended a movie and didn't mention that it co-starred my boy, Patty Wilson, Patrick Wilson himself, a man who, as I showed you in two pictures earlier this week, has not aged a day in 15 years. No, he looks amazing. He looks fantastic, yeah. He's Benjamin Buttoning. He's getting better looking. But yeah, that movie, uh, we don't need to talk about it. It was good. You recommended it. Now I'm also recommending it. It is weird, but it's good. Yeah, uh, and it was on Amazon Prime. So Very powerful. I, what I've done, Tuck, is I've started making a list of uh, on Prime movies that I'm supposed to get around to watching, so that I can't get distracted when I'm like, "What do I do right now? I can't just start watching YouTube or play video games because I gotta watch movies for I this watched, very uh, important weekly podcast that people are depending on. Times are tough right now. They, they need are, this. Yeah. Oh yeah, people need us. Um, and we talked David Ayer. I watched Sabotage. You ever seen that? Hell yes, I have. What do you think of it? I fucking loved it. Now, it doesn't exactly work great. Like, clearly, there's a couple things where you're like, I think this got a little fucked up in editing, maybe. (laughs) But regardless, I absolutely fucking loved it. There is a behind-the-scenes clip that I've seen of uh, Joe Mangianello, who plays, like, one of the big, beefy, badass guys. Grinder, yeah. And um, Which, that name didn't age well, hey? (laughs) They, um, uh, him, one of the other guys, and... um, uh, Arnold are like filming a scene and Joe's telling the story where they're like out on this like outside of a building getting ready to burst in to do the scene and it's outside and it's hot and it was like he said it was like 110 degrees that day 
and they were goofing around talking about how hot it was. And he quoted um, Jesse the Body Ventura from Predator. He said, this shit makes Cambodia look like Kansas. And they all had a laugh, but he kind of didn't even realize like Arnold's right there. And then he realized it. And then he was like, oh, is this going to be awkward? Is it a weird thing that I did that? And I guess Arnold just looked back at him and said, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And then the guy called action and Arnold just like fucking busted in the door and like went for it. Man, that's so, so yeah, what I'm telling you guys is you should try to work with Arnold if you can. Seems cool. I would love to work. I think he's awesome. I've seen a few documentaries on him. That's why I like. I wanted to watch this movie because it's David Ayer and it's Arnold. And I think you're right. I think some things just didn't work. I think the the plot. It's similar to uh, what did I see? Oh, Triple Nine or whatever. There's just too many. I twists. actually am really pissed off that you compared Sabotage, a movie I no, think no, no, is no, good, no. to Triple no. Nine, a movie that is trash. In the sense that, like, there's just a ton of, like, twists. You know what I mean? Like, there was a ton of... In this one, there was a ton. And David Ayer usually does a pretty good job. I also thought the violence... The violence and sabotage was a little bit excessive for a typical David Ayer movie. But whatever. It was good. I liked it. Tuck, we watch movies this week, but we also have a guest this week who uh, is dedicated to his job as a... Is it a job if we don't pay them? Whatever. Uh, he watched a movie specifically for this. So uh, welcome our friend Jason to the podcast. Pod, pod, polite pod clap for Jason. Hey. Hey, welcome, Jason. How you doing? Good, man. How you been? Doing well, thanks. Yeah. This is the second time I'm recording this week with Ryan because somebody likes to go on vacation. So, um, but yeah, we're... Uh, so this is a lot of Ryan time, which I don't mind. But yeah, other than that, we're good. <laughs> what he's saying is, thank God somebody else is here because I'm so sick of sick of Ryan's shit. <laughs> Ryan, are you still going to Vancouver? Is that what that is? <sighs> yeah, we are, and it was nice. I man, we really have been torn on this for quite a while. We have we have um, taken the pandemic very seriously. We really just leave our house once a week to go get groceries, and like we don't go to fucking boat parties or <laughs> we don't go to the bar we haven't we didn't eat in a restaurant until charlotte's bike trip and that was the first time since like february i've eaten in a restaurant and we still only did like patios and stuff and you know we wear our masks and we hand sanitize and we you know all that stuff but so a while ago we had booked a trip to go to vancouver and then shit hit the fan and we kind of were like should we cancel this thing what's going on and we just been kind of keeping an eye on it now Vancouver small businesses claim that they would love us to come there and spend our money as long as we're being respectful and following guidelines and, you know, not being dipshits. And I get that. But even at the same time, I feel like am I'm like, am I is it rude? Am I rude for going on no. a fun trip during this pandemic? Like, I don't know. The whole thing is very stressful and weird. But I have a few work friends that live out there and they're like, no. It's okay. As long as you're going to be following the, the guidelines, you should come out. Like, clearly, there's a lot of things that you maybe normally would do when you visit that we're not going to be doing. And at the end of the day, it might just be four days of afternoon patio beers and sitting in a park watching the waves roll in. But you know what? That fucking bad. sounds all right to me right now, too. That sounds days. pretty good, man. The, that um, pretty good. I think, yeah, I think at this point, like, we're six sort of months in, six, depending on where you're at. But, like, there's rules. And they want they want to try and reopen like everybody's trying to get back into it. So I think you're well within your rights. And I think that's probably encouraged because you're a respectful guy. So you're doing everything you should be doing. I don't think you should feel guilty about having fun at all during the pandemic because it is a it's your mental health. Right. You got to you got to leave the house. Right. Like you got to do you know, something. So I, my my escapism this podcast 
It's what makes oh, me whole. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Way to bring that back. <laughs> and it is mine too, if we're being honest. <laughs> unlike Tuck and I, Jason actually did some work for the podcast. What movie did you watch this week, Jason? <laughs> Segway uh, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Hell yes. Now, I haven't seen it. I keep meaning to get around to it. But before you tell me what your thoughts on Sonic were, what were your thoughts on the Sonic redesign? How does that how does oh, that yeah. make you feel? <laughs> I can't even imagine if they had kept the old one. With the teeth? Yeah, so oh, weird. God, this weird. fucking oh, wait, teeth. Are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah. Say whatever you want. Works. We have okay, the explicit awesome. tag. Shit, fuck. <laughs> you don't ab- tuck, you don't have to abuse it. Just because we have the explicit tag, you don't have to abuse it, okay? <laughs> are you sh- Wait, but can I abuse it? Yeah, yeah go you ahead. You're yeah. the guest. You can do literally whatever you want. Thank you like so much Like, I can drop some here. C-bombs up in here. Uh, uh, um, as long as it's not a, a slur of any kind, we'll pretty much let it go. Are you, oh, awesome. you going to be, like, quoting the gentleman? Like, are you going to start talking in a British accent when you do it? Uh, no, I mean, I've been, I lived with a bunch of Brits and Aussies, and they use oh, yeah. um, cunt pretty... It's like a pretty, friendly like, term for... Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is... I'm not some sort of swear word historian. I don't know why in some places it's a fun word and some places it's a mean word. I don't know. Um, um, but yeah, so Sonic, what'd you think? Because we, I haven't seen it either, but uh, the critic, he's seen it and he says it's really good, which I don't know what that says. But yeah. <laughs> a man who famously does not like movies says it's great. <laughs> I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Okay. I would say that. That's was... kind of the vibe it gives off, right? Is like, this should yeah. be real bad, but it's actually surprisingly fun. Now, for our listeners, anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, Sonic the Hedgehog, obviously a very famous video game character, and they made a movie, and it was live action with, you know, a CG Sonic. And when they first released the trailer, he looked so fucking weird. Like, terrifying. It was, terrifying. It was like they tried to make him humanoid or something. I don't know. It was it was frightening, honestly. Yeah, because they, like, had his eyes, like, as if it was going to be, like, I guess, quote-unquote, like, realistic. But that was just very unsettling. Yeah, it was it was unsettling. That's exactly what it was. In the Uncanny Valley, kind (laughs) of. Kind of. I mean, it's a hedgehog, so I don't know. But um, And and the fan backlash was so bad that they actually were like, okay, we're actually going to delay the movie, and we're going to totally redo Sonic, which was, like, I was shocked. And also, I feel bad for anybody who worked for that company. Actually, I did read an article that some Vancouver-based um, effects company like crunched hard, tons of OT, working around the clock to do it just to get that done. And then at the beginning of the um, pandemic, business slowed down so much that they all got laid off and fired. So they're like, oh, basically, they're oh, like, we damn. need a fucking union because this shit sucks. That's awful. Yeah. Oh. But hey, he looks good now, right? He looks great. I mean, he does. He looks like how I would envision like a 3D Sonic. How was uh, How was Jim Carrey? He was pretty great. Yeah, okay. He was like Robotnik meets Ace Ventura. <laughs> I like how that. I describe it. I like that. Yeah, because he had a lot of like Ace Ventura isms that he would do. Seventy percent of Jim Carrey's characters could be described as Ace <laughs> Ventura meets something. Accurate. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Ace, like liar, liar. Ace Ventura is a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, so Sonic, so that's that's what inspired you to come on the pod, was you wanted to talk uh, video game movies, is that correct? Yeah. Jason is one of my Fall Guys squad. Which, okay, I didn't know what Fall Guys was, like I didn't get the reference for it. I keep you've talking a, about it. I know, you keep talking about it, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but then I looked up some videos online. Fall Guys looks like a lot of fun. It looks it like is, it's incredible. It is so, like, I don't know how to say it, it's... um. 
so easy to learn, but almost impossible to master. Yeah, <laughs> like podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Anybody could do it, but it's really hard to be good at it. And yeah, it's it's so it's very simple, but it's very fun and very difficult all at the same time. And yeah, we like to get together on the chat, join a team. We had team uniforms last night when we played. It was great. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Is this on PlayStation 4 or whatever we're on now? Uh, it is on PlayStation and Steam, but we play on PlayStation. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to get one when the PlayStation 5 comes out. But no, the... Uh, yeah, it looks like Mario Party. Like that. That's what it reminds me of. It's got a Mario Party vibe where, like, you don't have to take it very seriously or, like, really, really pay attention. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's good. Yeah. It's good for a group for sure. We've been having fun playing it uh, online. And, yeah, so since that, I play that with um, Jason, as well as I play some other games as well, we play a little bit of, man, what's that Star Wars game, Jason? I'm blanking on it. Uh, Battlefront, right? Yeah, Battlefront yeah. 2, yeah. That's a great, um, that, that first game was, battle first Battlefront was one of my favorite games of all time for Xbox, the original one or whatever. OG Xbox, the big yeah. one, the suitcase. It was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, um, I think this is a really interesting topic. I think uh, we talked books with Ryan's other friend and now oh, we're talk- Books are lame. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, now we're talking can't, video games. Can't read maybe. a book together, you know, but yeah, the, um, I think this is a good one because one of these, one of those mediums, like, uh, the books, plays, things like that, written, written, uh, source material tends to translate very well to a visual medium most of the time. Right. But I think, I think it translates well enough that there's an Oscar category for best adapted screenplay. Like they just know they're like, you know, we're going to have five good ones every year, make it its own category, which I think technically a video game could win. Right there's a script behind a video game anyway i don't know we won't debate that but yeah i think it's interesting because video games typically the movies that they translate to aren't very good uh i would say the majority of video game movie adaptation uh, adapt adaptation majority of video game movies <laughs> are complete horseshit like they're bad so almost uh, yep. as a rule yeah like it's not a yeah. like sonic i think is one of the exceptions because, but people thought it was going to be horrible. I think the first two term, uh, first two Tomb Raiders were were okay. I disagree with you with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, they're bad movies. I don't. Th- yeah. I think they fit for when they came out. I like think. I would never watch them again. I've watched yeah, them a the couple last, of times. Talk, when's the last time you saw it? I'd say within the last three. Like they're always on TBS. Like I don't know. I I think they're the equivalent of a Fast and the Furious, but not as good. Like they're just like a shitty Fast and the Furious. Like. I don't know. I think, but the the newest one, did you see that one? Yeah, the reboot, which yeah, I was, thought... I would say, on the higher end of the spectrum of video game movies. Yeah, but it was just a shot-for-shot remake of the game. That's what my buddy said. He said, no, there's a few scenes that it's just like, no, this is just the game in live yeah, action. Yeah, it was pretty close to the reboot of the games. Like, the, the entire first half was almost exactly the same, but then it kind of took a weird turn. <laughs> whereas if it stayed close to the game it probably would have been better yeah and so that's why it's like i think maybe you're just kind of being redundant if you have a good video game made into a movie everybody that's i guess you're trying to introduce people to a new i think video the, the general it works when it's a general theme that's what that was my point with the original terminator or tomb raider is like the i think those movies work i don't i know you don't like them but i i think they work because of the character like Laura Croft is an interesting character. She's got all these, she's sort of like a, 
female James Bond or whatever. Like, you know, she's Lady Indiana Jones. Like, I I can understand that. Like, I get what you're saying, but I would say, like, for video game movies to be good, they should start maybe using the same universe, but not trying to do the same story or even following the main character, maybe like a side character. Yep. Because, like, every time you play a game, you're like attached to that character, but it's because you do, like, I don't know, 15, 20 or 100 hours with the characters, you're like, ah, I'm pretty attached to yeah, this. Yeah, I definitely was only uh, draw in Witcher 3 for 15 or 20 hours. Definitely not like 200. <laughs> that would be crazy if I played that for 200 hours, Berg. You're right. I would never do that. <laughs> what about? I've definitely played the Witcher. So which one, which, Ryan, which one do you think worked uh, other than Street Fighter? Video game movies? I don't think really any of them have worked. Like, I would say that even the better video game movies are just honestly not very good. Um, I absolutely love Mortal Kombat. I love both of those movies. I would not consider it a good movie, but it's the best kind of bad movie. You know, it's a ton of fun. It's really great. I've seen all of those Resident Evils, whatever, nine of them. Who even knows? They all blend together at a certain point. And I really liked the first one. I remember as a kid, that first one, like, legit fucking ruled. But then they just become just like a mess. And even them, like, uh, you know, they're... At that point, they're just like a, 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 a mediocre action movie. And so they're fine, but comparing them to other movies, there's there's way, way better movies, right? Whereas Resident Evil is one of the greatest video game franchises yeah. of all time. So it doesn't even seem as if there's a scale to how good the video game is to how good the movie is kind of thing. Like, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I think... Um... I love those. I love the I love the Street Fighter adaption, and I love those two Mortal Kombat movies. I think I own all three of those on DVD still. Like I just I because I, they're the best. Like Jean Claude Van Damme is so good. But yeah, I um I agree they're bad movies, but I just love them. I think plus Bison has that line that was like surprisingly good for that movie. It had no right being in that shitty of a movie. Raul Julia is a way better actor than that movie should have been able to get. Right? M. Bison. But he, he wanted, yeah, the guy that plays M. Bison, he wanted to do it so his uh, kids would have a fun movie. Uh, but then he actually, he got uh, he got sick. He died after. So that was his last role as well. Which oh, is, I think for him, a real bummer because I don't think he was proud of being in that movie. I would not think so, no. Yeah, but, you know, um, his kids maybe had a fun movie to watch their dad in. I don't know. Um, That's something. Now, the I'm loving that you're talking about Street Fighter the movie, because <laughs> Street Fighter the movie, obviously based on the video game Street Fighter. But another, so <laughs> yes. sometimes, sometimes we get video games that are based on, um, uh, we get, uh, sorry, movies based on video games. But uh, very few times we get those tie-in video games based on a movie. Like um, there, there's going to be just like a handful of garbage Terminator games. Yeah, there I was just is, thinking um, There's like a Batman Forever. Batman Forever. There's a bunch of X-Men games, and they're all just like not good, hammered out so that they can release close enough to the movie that they get some purchases, whatever. And they're all bad. Yeah. So, but that Street was a Fighter, you got that classic Jurassic Park game though. True. That's yeah, true. The uh, are you talking about the arcade one where you sit in the yeah. jeep? Yeah, that 100%. one and the side scroller one. But no, I think that's just because they were all the same code. You just replaced it with like that. That's just a sign of the times. You look at a video game nowadays; it is so intense how they make. Talk, those you're things. getting ahead of me. You gotta let me wrap this okay. up. Okay. Okay. Because the best part is that Street Fighter the movie was based on a video game, but then they made a video game based on the movie. There is literally Street Fighter the movie the game. <laughs> 
And it's bad. Okay. It's the worst Street Fighter video game, but also, what the fuck were you guys doing with this? <laughs> that's a little bit. I guess you're banking on that one kid that's never played Street Fighter and he knows the characters only from the movie. That's like the snake eating its own tail type of thing. You're like, you know, this is what is what Inception, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's, but yeah, I, um, yeah, okay. Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Yeah, you better believe it. Oh, I do know, I was thinking about this a lot, actually, when you proposed this topic. I was like, what video games? I, I don't play video games nowadays. And if you look you're at, too like, cool, you're at the gym lifting weights or <laughs> spending time with your beautiful family. Trying not we to get, get it, fat. We get it, you have a family, yeah. huge flex. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think, um, I, well, I was never really big into it. I didn't start playing games until... Like I would play at my friend's house and then got in trouble for not playing with my friends and just playing video games. So then I'd stop playing video games. But like, um, um, I was thinking about which games I would like to see as a movie because in video games nowadays, they pretty much are movies. Like if you look at Red Dead Redemption or Grand Theft Auto or whatever, like that's, you're putting in 200 hours in those games. And I don't think anybody wants more Red Dead Redemption. I don't think there's a need for Red Dead Redemption movie. The main story of Red Dead Redemption 2 was a better story than a lot of the movies that I saw that year. The same as uh, Jason and I recently both played The Last of Us Part Two, which I've talked about. Yeah. And that story and the acting are all stellar, amazing, better than 95% of the movies that are going to be released this year. So, like, why adapt it? Yeah, exactly. How can, yeah. Why, you know, I get when and they're like, there's not a lot going on here. We could try to do something with it. But when there's a lot going on, what else are you going to do? And then there's a lot of like, um, I think Gary Sinise did it. I think there's a few guys in, I want to say it's Borderlands or Fallout or one of those games, like not Borderlands, but I think it's Fallout. I think Gary Sinise is in one of those. I don't know. But like a lot of actors are taking roles as video game characters because they know this is where the stories and this is where the money is going to be. Like in the future, like you got to think as we get more interactive with virtual reality and stuff, this is just going to become the norm, right? Like you're going to be playing the movie kind of. Yeah, because like even in The Last of Us, like when they do the cutscenes, they have all the things on their face so they can track the movements correctly. So they have to like act out every scene as if they're doing. Yeah, it. it's straight up mocap acting. So, you know, when yeah. we talk about, you know, you know, I love to say apes strong together. And part of that team is a great, great team of special effects artists because um, Andy Serkis is playing a monkey for three movies and he fucking kills it. And it looks amazing. And on screen, you get this monkey like emoting. And I know that some nerd is going to be like, actually, Ryan, he's a chimp. Like, I don't give a fuck, guys. Yeah, he's, an, he's an ape. <laughs> this isn't Kratz creatures. He's an ape. He's not a Whatever. monkey. But yeah. You're the, you're the fucking nerd I was talking about. Well, like, it's it's a pretty big fucking difference. So we came from apes. I'm a creationist, so I don't believe in oh, any of it. <laughs> um, anyways, now that same, that same technique literally is being applied to these video games where these actors and actresses are full-on acting and, and doing all these amazing roles in the content of a video game. So if you cut out all the gameplay, you're going to get, I would say, more than a feature-length movie's uh, length, depending on the game, of you know acting and storytelling. But in between that, it's it's an interactive storytelling, right? Now, Jason, is what what is it about a video game that you think makes it so that it it doesn't work as a movie? Because I think we all agree that they just never do, right? Is anybody arguing the other? I don't. I can't imagine somebody's arguing you the other way. Dead or alive? I mean, <laughs> dead or alive beach volleyball. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, I've done my research on it. Yeah. 
god. The Rampage. Uh, you seen that movie with The Rock? Rampage worked. I thought. Tuck, first of all, I've seen every movie with The Rock, and yeah, I actually <laughs> did like Rampage. It also had Joe Manganiello. Um, I did like Rampage, but I would argue that it's like barely a video game movie. Well, so yeah, because it doesn't really. But that's the, so that was the point I was making before, like before you didn't let me wrap it up, but it's okay. This is working, I think. So um, the point I made before was like the video games nowadays, they don't need adaptions. It's redundant, right? Because everything's kind of already there. Sure. But I was thinking about movies before, like that's what they're doing now. They're taking Rampage. They took Battleship, which is a board Fuck, game. Fuck, that I know, movie is like, bad as hell. I know, I know, but they're taking all of these these side-scrolling games that don't have a ton of backstory and putting a backstory with, and they're playing on a nostalgia, which that's where they're doing it. But you know what I mean? Like they're they're saying, "Oh yeah, you re- you probably remember Rampage from inside the arena. Remember the giant ape? We got him. Remember the giant alligator? We got, we got him. him. You remember the rock? We fucking got him. Now, got so him. what you're saying is that Rampage the video game, which is just like an eight-bit side-scrolling, you literally only do yeah. one thing, and that thing is smash buildings. Like you're saying, there's so little to the game that really. The only thing they're doing is, is is stealing that little bit of nostalgia, but they're not really adapting anything. No. And that's a plus. That's a benefit for the movie. I think so, because like we were talking, like Jason brought up earlier, it's a um, it's an original. You're taking the characters of the video game in the same universe, technically, I guess, if you want to talk 8-bit. But then um, you're, you're you're adding a new original story. So it's, it's something that people will be at, right? Kind of, you know what I mean, Jason? Yeah, I agree. Like... Because, I mean, even if I'm not going to use The Last of Us 2 just because it's too new, but The Last of Us, like the first one, if you like explained even that story to somebody, they're going to be like, okay, that's like kind of fucked up, I guess. That's pretty fucked up. But like you develop like the emotional connection to like the characters by playing it for so long and by like, you know, actually dying in the video game and then trying to beat the part and be like, okay, I've got it. So then like when they make a weird choice or if they do something fucked up, you're like, okay, well... I'm still gonna be on your side, I guess. So like we're going we're going through with this. Whereas like if you just did that in a like hour and a half, two hour movie, you'd be like, what the fuck? This person's a monster. They're like a straight up sociopath. Whereas like in the game, you're like, ah, I mean, I did murder a lot of people, but like boy, I'm trying to boy, did save we. for the right for the right reasons. But do you think so you think um because this brings up another point, and we talked about this with comic books a bit, Ryan, but like do you Jason, do you think that uh video game TV series work better? Yeah, because you could flush out like the story for longer. Like, I don't think there needs to be two more and a half or even like three yeah. hours is enough time for most. If you want to make it like well done, but even then, I would still say like don't retell a story from like just use the same universe if you really want to. But like retelling the story of Joel from the first Last of Us would just be like annoying. Yeah, we already like, know if it. They now, followed, yeah, if they followed like his brother or something and like a. A different shit that he did when he was away from Joel or something. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could watch that because like I don't really have any expectations or like I'm not already like set in how I think about Joel. I think that or, makes like, a lot of character. sense, Jason. Yeah, like give me more of this world that I'm interested in, but tell me new things. And the easiest way to tell me new things is to give me characters that I don't already know everything about. Expand the yeah, universe, 100%. like they're doing with everything else. Yeah, okay. I think that's a good point. Now I can't think of any actual video game to TV show adaptions, but maybe it's just the heat in the, the Witcher? closet. Well, that technically isn't a video game adaption. They're doing The Witcher based on the book series, which the video yeah. game is based on. So the video game is based uh. on the series of books, and so is the TV show, but uh, you're going to get differences because they're based on the same source material, but 
I guess not technically based on the video game, right? Yeah, and like the first season of The Witcher is like is exactly like the, it's stories borrowed from the first two books because the first two books are are set up for pretty much perfectly to have like a season like that because it's like all short stories and they're all kind of like not necessarily in the same time like it jumps all over the place. Yeah, but yeah. You guys, did you guys see Silent Hill? I never saw those, and I never played those yes. games. Obviously, I never played, I played Silent Hill and watched them. I really like scary movies, but I do not like scary games. I love scary games. I've never, so I've never um, finished a Resident Evil game. Oh man, I've never bought a Resident Evil game. So you're one up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I finished most. Of that? I finished most of like the scary video games. Now, Jason, too, you're you're a bit of a hardcore guy. Like you like to play a game on like an extremely grueling difficulty and like you go for yep. like a hundred percent completion and stuff too usually yeah 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 that's intense i like to have fun i'm i'm there to have fun <laughs> <laughs> that's what my girlfriend always says when she watches me play it again she's like why are you doing this i'm like i'm having fun she's like you just swore at the screen i was like yeah well it's part of the fun <laughs> did you guys watch a warcraft movie mm-hmm. what did you no. think what did you think of it jason that was actually the first year i moved to to china and it was so popular there so i was like yeah okay i'll go see it it's not good no of course it's not good you didn't hate it it. no i loved it oh i hate it wow (laughs) yeah this is a movie that is obviously so bad that i've just never bothered to watch it it was so bad i like yeah my buddy well you know blair ride right i took i called him after he's my bad movie guy but yeah i called him after and i said hey like did you watch this he said yeah said, did you love it too? He said, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus, of course he did. <laughs> like, we well, just love those. Like, yeah, anyway, Warcraft and then uh, Need for Speed. Did you see that one? With uh, uh, with Aaron Paul. Here's here's yeah. how good or bad Need for Speed is. I definitely have seen it, and I literally cannot remember a single thing about it. So you tell me if it was good. <laughs> I think it was just like that whole genre, uh, like the Fast and the Furious kind of took that, right? think if need for speed would have come out because i love those video games too but like it um yeah it wasn't great it was it was jumbled aaron paul was good but it was jumbled i agree though like what you said like if it came out before all the fast and furious movies maybe it would be kind of decent but because it just felt like a cheap knockoff of a game plus cheap knockoff of fast and furious it was just like oh this is I didn't even finish it. I think I got like a half hour in. I was yeah. like, I can't. I, I think the Need for Speed movie has poked a hole in our earlier thoughts because we were saying if a movie, if a game, sorry, we were saying, we were saying if a game doesn't have a lot going on in it, storyline wise, character wise, whatever, it's easier to adapt it because you're giving the people so much more. Well, Need for Speed is simply a racing game. There's no characters. There's no dialogue. There's no storyline. You're racing. And yet that movie was very much a failure. So you could still make a bad story. Like it's just, you're starting off at a better position. Of course you can. But what I'm saying is like, why is it so much more likely for the video game movie to fail as opposed to other movies? I feel like Rampage though is like an anomaly because most people kind of enjoy watching giant monsters fight. I mean, it's Pacific Rim. The whole reason (laughs) the first one was fun. I love Pacific Rim. Is this giant monsters fighting giant robots and like, I don't know. Anytime you got like a giant monster doing stuff, like I love Godzilla movies, so I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to watch it because I want to, you know, I want to see this big beast fight. The first Pacific Rim took me by, so, like, it was so surprising how good that movie was. So good. I, like, Tuck, you're not so a director good. guy, but I knew it was going to be good because Guillermo del Toro 
He doesn't fuck around. Oh, like you wanna yeah. you wanna see giant robots fight giant monsters? He's your guy. You wanna see a woman <laughs> fall do... in love and have sex with a fish man? He's also your guy. Yep. He's got you. Oh, that was, was also ask. a good movie. Did he do Pan's Labyrinth or was that? No, that was else? him. Ooh, yeah, nice. Hey, hey, look at that. That's a weird I'm movie. Proud of you. It's an extremely weird movie. But it's good. Just weird. Um yeah, I guess, but it also so I guess counterpoint to what we were saying earlier if there's no if there's nothing to the video game then you could tell a better story in the same universe if there's nothing to the video game then you're just telling an original story and that can be really difficult for some people to do like with a book or uh, or something that has a bit of a backing you can you can fall back on that right so now what we've said i'd like to just take a moment to point yeah, out that no, we've said if the there is too much story it's too easy to fail and if there's not enough story it's too easy to fail no, <laughs> no but I, and I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I actually do agree with both, but I think maybe it is not. I don't think it's a creative problem. I think maybe it's an industry problem. Like, is there something to be said for maybe it's the type of movie producer or creator yeah. that is attracted to this already lucrative, presumably IP, that they're the reason that it fails? Maybe. That's not a bad point. Like, what kind of guys yeah. make it a video game movie? Yeah, it so. could just be like producers pushing it because they're like, oh, we can make money because this video game sold well. Right. And then they don't really like flush it out or hire because they probably aren't hiring necessarily writers that worked on the game because that would probably be a big flaw. For sure. They probably There's hire two. people who worked on it so they could be like, yeah, no, this character would do this or wouldn't do that or mm-hmm. could flush out like the universe more. So there's two I didn't like and I did like the games. I didn't like Assassin's Creed and I didn't like Prince of Persia. And I usually like Jake Gyllenhaal. But I didn't like. That well, movie. I mean, it's fucked up that they hired Jake Gyllenhaal for the lead role in that movie. That's like now <laughs> yeah, that movie was probably what like twenty sure. years ago, if not even maybe. Uh, two thousand and two. Yeah. So like. Yeah. Hollywood. As bad ago. as Hollywood is now, they're even worse then, and and we didn't have the social media power to be like, yo, maybe don't hire a white guy for this. But um, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It was a good. It was a bad movie. Yeah, it was also so, a like, bad movie. Yeah. And then Michael Fassbender and Assassin's Creed. Did you see that I one? I didn't watch the Assassin's Creed movie for the same reason I didn't watch the Warcraft movie. Is I just like, I know in my heart of hearts, this movie is bad and I shouldn't. Well, <laughs> I, like, it was very confusing. Like, I, the game itself is a little bit confusing. The Assassin's to me, Creed but... games are so bananas. Like, you're playing it, you're having fun, you're like, I'm in ancient Greece, this rules. Wait a minute, I'm now in the future and I'm like a scientist in a machine writing a book or some shit. You're like, why are you doing this to me? Just let me yeah, be in ancient yeah. Greece. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why that. I, I was very. I know why they did it because they wanted to make like seven different games and and have a continuous storyline. But like the first game, you're just like, what is going on here? Why do I keep flashing back and forth? And then, yeah, no, the movie was bad. I like Fassbender though, but I think he's got a bad agent. He takes bad roles. Yeah, but he's such a good actor. I really, I really I, like Fassbender and Inglorious Bastards. Oh, he was the best. That was great. So you liked those games, but you didn't like the movies. Yeah, I like the Prince of Persia game. I thought now, what's a video game movie out. that you like, Tuck? You already said you like those Tomb Raider movies, so I guess maybe we've already covered it. No, but I think... Actually, do you want to hear one that I'd like to see? And I know why it hasn't happened. Okay, yes, I do want to hear this. My, my favorite series of games is the Zelda games. And I like the... I like the Lego games because they're kind of just like Zelda games. <laughs> like, they're just puzzle games, right? Like, and I'm a child. Do you so have a Switch? Have I, you played Breath of the Wild? Uh, no. The last one I played oh, was... Oh, you gotta play I it, got, when pandemic started, I bought, I had Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages when I was a kid. So I re, I sold them or they got lost or something. So I bought them again because I found my Game Boy. Hell yeah. And I played those. 
back and forth. And it's just the best. Nice. Like the, Zelda's the best. But I wanted to, I wondered why hadn't there been a Zelda movie? And there has. There actually has been one in 2009, but it was shot on like a handy cam and it was horrible. Not no, was, So not an official Nintendo license no, product. No, Link was played by a guy named David Blaine, but not oh, that David was Blaine. Oh, the magician? <laughs> No. So, anyway. so was this just a backyard movie somebody made? Like with the yeah, okay, yeah, based off Ocarina of Time, um, which is one of the best games of all time. But yeah, so I looked it up, and Nintendo has a, quite a history with studios. Like they don't, they don't do movies anymore. Well, and they got they, burnt by that Super Mario Bros. movie. That yeah, thing was a was real fucking. That, that was movie like, was yeah. that movie was weird as hell. It was so weird. John Leguizamo plays Luigi. Bob Hoskins. But he, but he, um, so they, they got burnt by that. They did The Wizard in 89, and then they came back and they did uh, Super Mario Brothers in 1993. And The Wizard is actually a great movie. Yes. Fred but, Savage. Yeah, they, uh, Fred Savage, The Power Glove. It, um, they needed a way to re, they did that because they needed a way to release Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's great they, advertising. Yeah. They made a movie to advertise the power of Nintendo in the late '80s. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, they, so I guess like there's a whole backstory with Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers Two. Did you know about this? Yeah, it wasn't originally a Mario game, and it was. It's all. That's why it's yeah, it was so Doki weird. Doki Panic. But no, it's because the game that they made in Japan was too hard for Americans to play, so they repackaged <laughs> another game, put it as Super Mario Two, which was re-released in Japan as Super Mario. You Brothers USA, and that's why it's so much different. It's because it's not a Mario game. It's Doki Doki Panic That's what it's called. I also have a fun Mario fact. Did you know if you have Let's hear more it. than one Dr. Mario, you actually refer to them as Doctors Mario, like Attorneys General? <laughs> really? No, that's no, that's a fucking joke, man. Come on. Oh. What do you mean, really? <laughs> oh. Dr. Mario's not a real thing. <laughs> I actually just sold my Dr. Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> My dad bought it because he thought it'd be a fun game. This game sucks, Dad. <laughs> what talk? What would you say is the most recent video game that you have completed? Like not uh, the one that you recent most recently have, but like the newest game. That makes sense. Oh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, that game is seven years old. Yeah, no, I like. <laughs> I went to. I tell you, so I hooked up my Xbox 360. It's a 360. I don't have the original one, but like. Um, I hooked up my 360 because I was like, oh, see if I could start playing Xbox Live. Like, it's a pandemic. There's nobody playing Halo anymore on Xbox 360, apparently. You can get it on Windows now, so everybody's playing original Halo on PC. And let me tell you, they definitely are. I couldn't find a lobby. I was like, oh, nobody wants to play with me. Email Steve Ballmer and ask him what the fuck's going on. (laughs) Yeah, so no, I... It's a deep Microsoft cut for everybody out there. Probably seven years, yeah. For a big Windows head. How old's Red Dead? They played Red Dead. Yeah, there you go. But you didn't beat it. You didn't complete it. Not the f- the first. Oh, one. the first one you're talking about. That's yeah. older than GTA Five. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. You guys played The Last of Us. Are you playing this uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah. It's How really is good. it? Really, really good. It's really cool. He got platinum. He did 100. percent He yep. is the Ghost of Tsushima. We've got him on the podcast. Ooh. Just kidding. He's in the room behind you. <gasps> you're dead. Um, that is a cool concept i do the exciting thing about that game uh jason and i are both excited they announced uh randomly that they're adding like an online multiplayer dlc thing that is just like a lot more um i guess mystic 
Uh, DLC is downloadable content talk, so it means it's an add-on for the game. But yeah, it's going to be like an online multiplayer, so we're both very excited for that. You, oh yeah, you guys are those kids that whose dad's like credit cards linked to your Xbox account, and he comes back and there's like a fifteen grand charge or whatever. No, <laughs> that stuff wasn't around before I when I still lived with my dad. When I lived with my dad, I used to play Diablo two online. Oh, a, I remember a Diablo lot. And so he got frustrated and he got the software for the dial-up internet that if somebody phoned while it was connected to the internet, it would disconnect the internet and ring the phone. And so since I didn't want to get booted from my online game, I would wait till like 10 p.m. at night before I would play Diablo 2 and then I would play all night and then go to school the next day. (laughs) Oh my God. Look, that Um, barbarian's not going to get that armor on his own. I got to work for it. Got to put that work in, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put that work in. You're a barbarian, eh? Uh, well, I mean, I like... I was multiple characters, but it was just yeah. What's your default? I do tend to in an RPG like that where you've got your different choices of character. I do tend to uh, my first playthrough. I tend to go for uh, like a a more physical character, like a barbarian or a warrior, depending what the game is, that kind of thing. Because it's it's usually a little easier if you're gonna play um, a more complicated magic uh, uh, character. It tends, it depending on the game, it tends to be more complicated. Jason, would you say that's fair? Yeah, hundred percent. That's usually I was gonna say. I was thinking when you were saying that. That's what I do, even with uh, like Soulsborne games. Usually, the first time I'll play is like just a purely physical kind of buff character, and then you just like real life time. I'll I'll wing. Yeah, wing. I mean, I wish, <laughs> but you know, not after uh, the lockdown. Definitely more now the round and plump type. But oh my god, can I tell you guys a quick story? <laughs> uh tuck i had to we've got this trip coming up as we discussed and i don't really have any clothes that i wear i have like the same three things that i wear constantly because i never leave the house but also the gym is closed and i've been stress eating so i'm legit 20 pounds heavier than i was in february it's not good but we got bigger things to worry about i'm trying not to focus on it but i was like i think i need a couple i gotta get a couple of things for this like five day trip otherwise what am i gonna wear and so i was like I, I don't want to go to a retail store and put a retail employee be like, yeah, I'm in your store physically because I hate you because that sucks. But also it's like, I don't know what clothes are going to fit me. So like I got to. So I went to a local place uh, early, got there early. So it wasn't busy. Went in, tried to, you know, was wearing my mask. I sanitized on the way in, doing all the things I'm supposed to do. But then I was like, I really got to try these on because like I have no fucking idea at this point. And I'm like, I don't, is it a dumb question? Are the change rooms going to be open? So I asked a guy, I was like, this might sound insane, but like, are the fitting rooms open? Like, what's the situation? And he's like, they're open, but you can only try on two things. And then, uh, because anything you try on that you don't buy, we like put in a box and it stays in a box for a hundred days. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, you got, you got like five things there, like what's your deal? You really need to try them all on. And I just like fully said, I was like, look, here's the deal, man. Pandemic's been hard. I got fat. I don't know what's going to fit. I have no idea. And he literally was just like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah. Just try them all on. It's cool. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) And I would point, I would like to point out, I did buy them all. You bought all five. Okay. So they're not still in a box. They're not in a box. That's a a good story. Yeah. Well, is Um, it? It's pretty sad. I think it's a sad story, but But he was a bro. He broke out. You, uh, yeah, you got, you got a connection there. And like the positive thing is, is once you've been that skinny, like once you've been 20 pounds lighter, it's easy to get back down to that. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. 
I got bigger. We'll do I'm, it as a we'll do it as a podcast. It's not as if I'm ignoring it, and it's not as if I don't want to fix it. Just now's not the time. I got other things on my plate. Yeah, priorities, priorities. Yeah, for sure. Podcast. I mean, that's that's why I've just been wearing forever. sweatpants, man. The last couple months. Yeah, I've been I wearing have shorts. not put like a pair of proper pants on since I think. I got to do that tomorrow morning. I'm not looking forward to Ooh. that. I got to wear dress pants for the first time in six months. Um, a big, biz, big business meeting? Oh, I got to go back to the office. We're headed oh, in. Gross. Oh, gross. I know. I know. It's flexible. It's good. It's good. Still employed. Yes. That's, um, that's good. It's good to be employed. <laughs> yeah. That's good to be employed. Okay, so. um, Ryan, you got a top three for us this week? Because I think, I think we could summarize video games. They're tough to adapt as a movie. I think if you have too much story, it's a problem because it's redundant. If you don't have enough story, it's a problem. It can be a problem because it leaves it too wide open. I think there's a few video game, good video game movies like Tomb Raider and Warcraft. But like other than that, they're really just dog shit. Yep. There was one I was actually thinking of that they could possibly make a good movie. And that's Bioshock if they didn't follow like the Ooh. lead character. Oh. Bioshock is such a good universe and good story. And it's so very right? unique. But you know they would shit the bed so hard on that. I know they probably would, but it could make a pretty cool like movie or TV series if they just kind of followed that city, basically. Yeah, because it's a cool world. Tucker, are you aware of Bioshock? I did. I actually played the first one, I think. Yeah, which is nice. Truly the best one. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and I think I got scared. That's fair. That, yeah, it's, it's pretty a, unsettling. That one's pretty spooky for sure. Yeah, it's I'm definitely. Like, nope, I'm out. So I got. I used to get scared. Do you remember the game Dark Forces? No. No, the Star Wars game is like a shooter. It was like Doom. Hmm. Oh, there's, there's a another level bad where you gotta go th- game movie. Yeah, but the Rock <laughs> is in it, so it's good. Mm, but the, you gotta go through the this. The, you're going through the sewers, and these things pop up. And I just remember being a kid, and I was like, I was terrified of this. I was like, I can't do these scary movies <laughs> or video games. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, video games—they're tough to adapt for sure. <laughs> That's my segue. Oh, yeah, Zelda was the one I wanted to see, but they've never done it because they got burned. I just don't. I don't. I think there's too much in Zelda for you to make a movie. I think you would fail no matter. Well, what. I also think it's kind of. I also think it's kind of been there. Like the point of a Zelda game, the reason you enjoy it, is because it's so interactive. Is the same thing as like, uh, same thing as Red Dead, same thing as Grand Theft Auto. You don't want like to. You don't want to watch Link. You want to be Link. Well, and exploring is like one of the best parts of all those games, right? Like checking out the like new area that they made and everything like that. Yeah. Like the last one, like the new part of Hyrule or whatever. That's like the best part. You can't really. That doesn't really translate well into like a movie. No, adventure games wouldn't. Like it's not a it's not a set set story. It's open open world or whatever. Okay, Ryan, this is your week to do top three. You said you had one and then you lost yeah, it. Yeah, I had. Get it back? I had one this morning and I was like, "This is gonna be good." And then when we sat down to record, I was like, "What was that top three again?" And like, it's fucking gone. I lost it. <laughs> um. So we're going to take a brief moment, and the listeners will never know how long it actually takes me to think of this. Okay, I have remembered, actually. It did take me a little bit. I had to re- I had to look at my phone and be like, what was I talking about? Who was I talking to when I thought of this? And I realized we were talking to our buddy Matt, who's in Australia, and let us know that he is laid up with, what did he say? He said he has tendonitis, right? Which I think, Jason, you have you also have tendonitis oh, right now? I was just going to say, that's crazy. I just got it, well, yeah, on Wednesday is when it hit me. Big tendonitis epidemic going around, I guess. Whew. Yeah, the real pandemic. Right, and I made a joke saying that we should bring Matt on and do um, rear window because he is laid up with his injury, right? 
And then we were chatting and then and then we talked about the Shia LaBeouf Disturbia, which is sort of a, a spin on Rear Window. So that's when I thought that the top three should be your favorite movie uh, reboots or remakes. I'm not really sure the difference between the two, if I'm being honest. Okay. Okay. That's it. Did you want more? That's the top three. Nope. Top three reboots. Okay, we're to Steak Trap. Jason, where do you want to go? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll take... I'll take any. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> think right you can now. Google. Right. Googling's allowed. Cool. Because you, you, you're put on the spot. Yeah, I was like, shit. Want to go first know. or last? Or middle? You know what? I'll go uh, I'll go last. I don't mind taking the last. Okay, Brian, uh, your top three, you go first. <laughs> oh, easy. Easy first pick for me. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, which is based on a Ooh. movie from, like, the 50s. Uh, and also John Carpenter's The Thing is fucking amazing. It's it's if you haven't seen it, it's got some of the best special effects of all time, literally. And they hold up today. They're very they're very much practical special effects. And that movie is bananas. It's very good. All right, I'm going to go with uh actually I'll go with Rise of the Planet of the Apes, like that whole reboot. You're picking the whole trilogy. Can I do that? I guess. It's your podcast. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said <laughs> like I, yeah, I'm lumping them together just so I don't... Yeah, that's my one because I don't want to pick them for all three movies. That's that's what I'm going with. Okay, you get two. I get two. Because it goes okay. around backwards. See, people don't know what this weird snake draft is, Tuck. You say it like it's a normal thing. It's not normal. I, okay. Anyway. Yeah, Jason, the snake draft works <laughs> where you get two and then I'll get one and then Ryan gets two and then I get one and then you finish off with your last pick. Drawing a blank. Uh, if I get two, that's going to be an issue. I guess the first one would probably be 12 Monkeys. Because the original was like a 1962 one, which is pretty weird. Oh my god, I had no idea. Yeah, it's like a short film, I guess, technically. But That's a great pull, because 12 Monkeys is really good. Yeah, like the the one with Bruce Willis is much, much better than I the, think you mean the one with Brad Pitt? You know. Right, I, I mean, say, of course, of course. Bruce Willis was in that movie. I never forget. And then I got two. Oh, honestly, probably I guess it would be 310 to Yuma. That's a good oh, one. Tuck, you've talked about that. That yeah. was in your top three westerns, right? Yeah, it's a great movie. That's a good yeah. movie. So I like all the actors that are in it. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say really carries that movie is it's got, it's got, who has it got? Christian Bale. And then who plays the Russell Crowe? Yeah, exactly. Like some good leads to carry that movie. Well, you got, uh, what's his good name? Bad guy. Um, ben, oh, ben, ben Foster. Foster. I like Ben Foster. Ben Foster is oh, yeah. really good. Yeah. I really He's like in him. Warcraft. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he yes. is. As, yeah, he as a human or is he like in work? No, he's a he plays a uh, the he plays the main antagonist, I think. Mm. But yeah, it um Ben Foster's awesome. In Thirty Days a Night, his character in that was great. really good. I believe it's been a previous crispy gem for me, but Hell or High Water with Ben Foster, Chris Pine. Yeah, very oh, good. good. And they movie. both do really good work. That was your first uh that was one of your first ones. Yeah, OG an OG crispy gem. Um, okay. I'm gonna go with Dread. Dread, hell yeah. I yes. really liked Oh, really that's like Carl Urban's Dread, yeah, where he refuses to take off his helmet the whole time. It is amazing. That movie also visually looks cool as hell. So I like the first Judge Dread because I love those eighties, like I guess they're nineties, eighties or nineties. Anyway, Stallone action movies like um, Demolition Man is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, Demolition Man is great. The Demolition Man is so good. <laughs> the Fast Food Wars. What are the three seashells for? <laughs> oh, the three seashells. What a bad, yeah. what a good But bit. no, the remake of Dread, I think they did a great job. It made it gritty. It made it, a, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it fucking rules. 
Okay. Hey, Ryan, you got two. I got two. Um, I'm going to go with uh, The Fly, Cronenberg's The Fly from the 80s with uh, Goldblum. Um, Tuck, oh, yeah. is that too scary of a movie for you? I have not seen it, but I'm oh, aware Oh, man, of you it. haven't? Yes. It's good. No. Do you know the... Like, if it... No, I don't know the premise. The premise is that uh, Jeff Goldblum is a scientist who develops a transporter, basically, like a matter transporter. Um, you know, moves a thing from point A to point B. Uh, okay. And he wants to use it on himself. And uh, when he does, a fly gets in there with him. And so when he comes out the other side of the transporter, his DNA has been mixed with that of a fly. And he slowly begins transporting, uh, transforming into a fly. But also, Cronenberg's like a fucking crazy nightmare person. So, like, the rest of that movie is fucking weird. That's, that's the one with Jeff Goldblum, right? Yeah, Goldblum. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a that movie does get really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I go again, right? Yeah. Okay, idiot. now it's going to be debatable whether this is a reboot or a remake. I think it very much qualifies as a reboot, but I would love to get your feedback on it. Fast and Furious. The fifth one? The fourth, the one. fourth one, because we did the Fast and the Furious. We did Too Fast, Too Furious. Then we wiped out that original cast. We did Tokyo Drift. Didn't Did okay, did better than Too Fast. But then we got Fast and Furious. Tagline, new model, original parts come on that's a reboot am i right so mm, i would have given this to you fast five fast six fast seven didn't exist but like i think i don't think it's a reboot i think it might be what about it is not a reboot it's rebooting the series right uh, okay yeah it's a great movie so I th- i'm i'm not i ain't gonna fight you i'm not positive fight you. i don't know uh, jason how do you feel about it one way or the other um, it could be a reboot because that was kind of the start when they started getting really ridiculous. Like they were already pretty outrageous, but like that was the start where they were just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to fucking they, that's do a bunch they, of bonkers okay. shit. So like yeah. that part, it could be like a reboot because it kind of felt like the previous ones were all trying to be like, this is like realistic racing. And then Fast and Furious, they were like, nah, fuck it. We're going to like do crazy shit and like outrun submarines on ice and bonkers ass shit. Oh, and drive like a safe around for no reason. They do that a bit in Too Fast when they like uh, they launch a car onto a, a yacht. Boat, that's at mm-hmm. the that's at the end of the season, end of the sorry, end of the movie. Well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pick that as my third, and and okay. Tuck, uh, you're our social media guru, so maybe after this episode drops, you can put an Instagram poll up and ask our people: Is it a reboot? Is it not a reboot? I will try and remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my third one: Mad Max: Fury Road. Is that a reboot? Yeah, for sure it is. Yeah, for sure. And also, I'm just, I took a moment because I was like, fuck, I should have said that because that movie is amazing. I know. Rules. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but only because it's so good. (laughs) I I did Google, Ryan. So like I, yeah, you said it was allowed. I took full advantage. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to say that I did not Google, but also, you know, it's fine. Your top three. Yeah. Um, no, that Mad Max Fury Road is, is really fucking good. And I think that maybe that's something that to try to put a little bow on today's conversation, that movie did a good thing that I think that they could, uh, use for more video game movies where we have a world, we have a universe and we even have a character in Max, but the movie's not really about Max. We're, we're using Max to get another story through Max's eyes kind of thing. And that's what works really well is it's not always about Max. We're getting a lot of other stories um, and they just nail it. No, he's yeah, a, he's an accidental movie. protagonist. Like he doesn't, he, 
the story could keep on going without him, but he's just there and he's kind of forced to do the right thing. Yeah, it pretty much sums up Max in most of his movies, I think. Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, wait. Does, Except what's maybe your... the first one. The first one's like a revenge flick. Does but... Jason have one more? Yeah, yes. I got one more. I was going to wrap it up. I got ahead of myself. My bad, Jason. And I do... Last one? Actually, I just, this one just came to me. Uh, the Dawn of the Dead from like 2004. Oh, the Zack Snyder one. Oh, yeah. Also written by James Gunn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yes, and that movie is good. Yeah. It's good. It's, so it's in my opinion, so Zack Snyder's best movie, which is not yeah. saying a lot, but... But it is a good movie. It is a solid zombie flick. Yeah, for sure. That uh, the uh, Richard Cheese does Down with the Sickness in it. That's a great scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I right? forgot about that, like, the weird acapella or barbershop yeah, get quartet. Up, come on, get so down good. with the sickness. You fucking <laughs> get up, come on, get down. Yeah, yes, that movie's fun. Yeah, yeah it's a, a great... They tried to actually. They tried to kind of make that into a video game. That with um, the one where he's in the mall. Uh, oh, you thinking what the fuck's it called? Oh, Dead Rising. Dead Rising. Yeah, yes. there's like five of those. Oh, was a lot, yeah, but yeah. They, the first one, I think he's in a mall, and it's like got a lot of those scenes because everybody loves that that part of the movie. I mean, that's pretty awesome. That like concept in general is pretty great for like a zombie movie, just because you have tons yeah. of shit that you can throw at them. Plus, Dawn of the Dead has Ving Rhames. Yes. Plus. Fuck yeah, Ving. It does. Fuck yeah, Bing, and uh, isn't uh, Justin Theroux in that? No. No, uh, it's the dad yeah. from Modern Family, oh, yeah. who kind of looks like a, Justin Theroux. He's such a dick in it. Yeah, but he he's like, an asshole. It's funny yeah. because I only know him in two things, and it's Modern Family, where he's just like lovable, goofy dad, and then in this one, where he's like douchebag boat owner who wants to fuck the girl on video camera. <laughs> You're like, this is weird. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> I thought it was so weird because I saw Dawn of the Dead like first before I watched uh, Modern Family. So when I saw him in Modern Family, I was like, wait, he's so nice in this. Yeah, What's same, this shit? yeah. Because I was just Ty, like, he's such an asshole last time I Ty saw Burrell him. Ty Burrell is his name. That is his name, yeah. Mackay Pfeiffer's in it. No shit. Mm-hmm. His yeah, wife has I a zombie baby. Spoiler. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Kim. That's You know James Gunn wrote that movie because zombie baby's super fucked up. Yeah. Cool. Good top well, three, everybody. This is great. You know what? We did it. I'm proud of yeah. us. Thank you, Jason, for joining us. I think this was fun. We'll have you back on if you yeah, want. Yeah, thanks, on. guys. It was really, a blast. We don't want to talk to each other. Did you like it? Did you have fun? Absolutely. I had a great time. It was a blast. Thanks for having me on. This is a podcast for the people, and you are the people. So if you're not having fun, we're oh, not having fun. Shit. You know what, Ryan? <laughs> what? You know where Jason reached out to us? On our social oh, media. Oh, hell yeah. You guys should definitely just, hear about our social media. On Twitter and Instagram, Tuck and Rolls, T-U-C-K-N-R-O-L-L-S. Tuck and Rolls on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you like the episode, if you want to be on the episode, make sure you leave us a voice memo. And you can do that on anchor.fm slash Tuck and Rolls. Same as our Twitter and Instagram. And, and guys, so, for the love of God, share us. If you're listening to this episode right now and you're like, this is funny. I enjoy listening to this in my car on the way to... I don't know, Burger King, whatever you're doing, share it on uh, whatever platform you're listening to. That would really help us out. We would love to get some new listeners. And I got a shout out our Instagram follower, Kara B, who had some very good, because we, we touched upon this story. We should have done this at the beginning. But we touched upon, uh, last episode, we had uh, the Bechdel test, the female directors. She actually rewatched American Psycho, and she gave us a rating on it. Again, her rating was 8.5 out of 10. 8.5 chainsaws out of 10 chainsaws? Eight and a half chains out of ten, and she agreed with your opinion because we were talking about how we didn't realize this was a female director and it was about masculinity. And she said, "Well, all men are psychos, <laughs> so this makes sense that a woman would direct a story about a psycho yeah, man." I agree with that. And she raised some very good points about how it, it's a it's a toxic capital it's about toxic capitalism and the 
the American dream and that sort of thing. And where uh, movies like Wall Street and Wolf of Wall Street, they glorify it. Uh, American Psycho does really, really paints, paints it with a very bad picture. But yeah, no, she was a very good review. And so leave us, interact with us on social media. We'll talk to you because we don't want to talk to each other anymore after 15 episodes. American Psycho also <laughs> glorifies kidding. Huey Lewis in the news. And I don't know how I feel about that. The Power of Love is one of the best songs of all time. So, um, Kay Ryan, I will talk to you again. I, I'm not tired of talking to okay. you, Jason. We will gladly have you on again. Jason, thanks for stopping by. I will see you later when we uh, squat up for Fall Guys. Tuck, you got it. You're like 14 years behind on consoles, bud. Catch up. If you guys want to come over and play Donkey Kong 64, I just I got it hooked up. I mean, I'm, 64 I'm interested. Up.